Hi, my name is Tracy G and I'm an inner work coach, NLP trainer and podcaster extraordinaire. Passionate about equality and a world that is more diverse and inclusive, giving each and every one of us the opportunity to be the best version of ourselves. As a biracial woman, I've experienced my fair share of discrimination in the past and come out on top. We all know that discrimination and bias still exists in the world today, and it's not always easy to know what to do about it. This podcast, All One Inclusive, is about celebrating all diversity and being proud of all that you are. I chat with inspiring guests and my friends as we share stories from news sources and listeners from all over the world who have experienced some form of discrimination firsthand. The aim is for us to be able to discuss this issue more openly so it becomes better understood by all and provide tips about what you can do to make a difference. The world may have a lot of catching up to do, but if we can imagine a more equal world, we can create change step by step, ripple by ripple. Hello, happy hump day. How are you? I'm good. I really like this background. I think it's cool. Looks like we're sat next to each other. <laughs> yes, it does. It's screwing with my head because I can't figure out which way to tilt my face. I don't know what it is, but doesn't matter. Just look at you. Look, I'm looking at you. Yes, I know. Do so you I'm look trying, at me? I'm trying not to look at myself exactly. <laughs> you knew oh. I was such a peacock, but anyway, <laughs> it's so good. So, what did you get up to since we spoke? Oh gosh, what did I get up to? I think I did a lot more eating. Oh no, I am proud to say my man friend, he's obsessed. He's obsessed with fin- like not wasting food. So he's like oh, onto me now because I, you know, I don't necessarily finish all the food in my fridge. You know, so I took my lunch like three times, three times, two times last week, which is, you know, as you know, not really what I do in an mm. attempt to finish the chicken that I bought that would have normally gone in the bin. So it seems so lame, but I am quite proud. Yeah. But I finished it. He still thinks there's a chicken left, but there's no chicken left. I finished it. So, okay, moving on. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what though I've been doing those meal kits and I found I don't waste food I really that's really helped to not waste food because they send literally send you one spring onion and one carrot and one half a celery stick for the meals and the recipes so I just don't waste food because otherwise I waste food because I don't need to use the whole thing you know, yeah. fresh produce, depending on, you know, how it comes. I don't, a bag of carrots is a waste for me. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really, really handy, actually. That's one of the benefits to having these meal kits is that you don't waste food or don't waste as much anyway. That's cool. You get yourself a man friend who eats everything you have. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> Literally, as well. We'll, we'll eat everything else. So I'm happy with that. But yes, he doesn't, even at restaurants, he doesn't. Let me just order everything. Good. He's like, are you going to finish eating that? All right. Like, well. So much pressure. Well, he gets my tick of approval. Well, I haven't met him yet. Yes, exactly. Mm. Oh, it's so strange. And it's fine. 
anyway yes sounds cool what did I do actually last weekend I was working at the weekend but then I did weekends currently oh yeah but I was like full-on working last weekend I was supporting I was assisting a coaching training it was really good it's lovely to see the transformation in people once they've finished the program it's incredible like they even look different. So they've done all this inner work, you know, working on limiting beliefs and clearing things that are, you know, programming, parental programming and these kind of things. And um, they even look different. I can physically see them look different. It's weird. Yeah, that sounds weird. But... It's like they look younger. Did you notice that change in me? <laughs> Yes, you always when I did <laughs> when I did it I was just like wow it's incredible and then I caught up with friends for dinner this week which was lovely I caught up with Joe teacher Joe and I caught up with Holly and Annie when Annie was here for work nice. so we had oh the best thing tacos taco Tuesday we did taco Tuesday yeah, and they did all these gluten-free tacos delicious Really? Delicious. Oh, yes. So it's good. Going so far with this gluten-free stuff. It doesn't taste like cardboard anymore. It doesn't. I'm so grateful. <laughs> so grateful. Because generally it's difficult when you go eat out. Mm. And I don't like the idea of being that person that's difficult mm. when you go out for dinner. So, you know, I'm always checking the menu when anybody invites me for dinner to see if I can eat stuff or yeah. know what I might order. Yeah. But yeah, it really just makes a difference to my gut health. That's it. That's the reason I do it. No, I'm not celiac. But yeah. yes, the gluten, the wheat is different now because of genetically modified wheat. Mm-hmm. It's slightly different. So it reacts different with my bodies. Some people, they have an intolerance. Some people are fine. So that's why I am. Um, yeah. I am a gluten free. I found it makes a difference. Anyway, what else? And that's about it. And then, yes, I've bought us some new equipment. Yes. Exciting. I'm getting us some microphones. Oh, they will arrive shortly. So that'll be great. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how we go. So next, the next podcast should sound beautiful. Exactly. You can hear it coming from our lungs. <laughs> so we've got some interesting stories, haven't we? Yes. So the first one is from BBC News. The title is The World Cup Iran Protesters Confronted at World Cup Game Against Wales. So confrontations between pro-Iran government fans and protesters broke out at the country's second World Cup match in Qatar on Friday. To be honest, I didn't realise there were pro-Iran government fans, given everything that's happening in Iran, but okay. Some protesting fans said that they had their flags taken away while others were shouted at and harassed. Stadium security officials also confiscated T-shirts and other items displaying anti-government sentiments. Protesters have been sweeping Iran. Protests have been sweeping Iran since the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini in September. Miss Amini was arrested in Tehran by the morality police for allegedly not covering her hair properly and died in police custody three days later. The demonstration spread across the country with people demanding changes such as freedoms or an overthrown state and the government has responded with deadly crackdowns, which is very true and 
very scary. On Friday at Iran's World Cup game against Wales, on a completely side note, isn't Wales part of England? Yeah, but it's the World Cup, as in world. (laughs) It's the World Cup, so all countries are represented at the World Cup. Oh, is Wales a separate country? Yeah, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. Yeah. Right, okay. Yes. Oh, me, the, they all from the United Kingdom. Sorry, yes. And right. now I yes. understand what you're asking me. Yeah. I, was like, yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know why. I always thought, like, obviously, you know, Ireland and Scotland, different countries. Same I as Wales. Thought, like, Wales was still like England, you know, like, just that's just happens to be Wales or whatever. No, Wales and Scotland are similar. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Wales. Yeah, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. Yes. Separate but the same. Separate but one. Yes, separate but one. Okay. And they have their own football people. Yeah. They have their own football team or yes. soccer if you're. <laughs> yes, if, if you're, you're Australian. Australian. Yeah. So, yes, some protested, protested had Persian pro pre revolutionary flags snatched from pro government fans at the Bin Ali Stadium. Insults were also reportedly hurled at some people wearing it with the words women, life, freedom, a phrase that has become a rallying cry among protested protesters against Iran's authorities. One Iranian spectator alleged that the Qatari police ordered her to wash off the names of the protesters killed by Iran's security forces from her arms and chest after pro-government fans complained. Another woman said that she was prevented from wearing a T-shirt with Miss Armani's face at the stadium. Women given interviews, giving interviews to foreign press about the protests were also seeing being harassed by at least one group of men. Some used their mobiles to film women who were also subjected to verbal attacks and men loudly chanting the Islamic Republic of Iran. The match itself, um, which Iran won against Wales, saw Iranian players booed and whistled as they sang the country's national anthem before kickoff. At the earlier game against England on Monday, the players remained silent during the anthem in apparent expression of support for anti-government protesters. Because I actually saw that. There was an article where they actually covered their mouths and didn't... didn't Who? Who? The Iranian football players, the team. Oh, the team itself. Yeah, when they were playing against the England game, Hmm. they didn't sing the anthem. So, and they had their... Hand over the mouth. Yeah. But their own anthem or the English anthem? Their own anthem. They didn't sing their own an- anthem as a protest against the government? Yes. I would imagine that's what it was. But this further explains why maybe they started singing the anthem. Because some fans in the stadium wore hats with the name of former Iranian football player Voria Gurfori. Garfori, sorry if I'm butchering that name, written on them. A critic of Iran's government, he was arrested in Iran on Thursday and reportedly taken away by authorities after being accused of spreading propaganda, capped 28 times for his country, and I don't know what that means, but Mr. It's like a, an award for these, for his prowess in the sport. 
Ah, well, that's a lot of caps. Mr. Ghaffuri was part of Iran's 2018 World Cup team and his absence from the 2022 squad surprised many. The Iranian Kurdish player has been a high-profile voice defending Iranian Kurds within the country. Earlier this week, the UN Human Rights Council voted to set up a fact-finding mission to investigate the crackdown on the anti-government protests in Iran. The UN said Iran was in full-fledged crisis with more than 300 people being killed and 14,000 others arrested over the past nine weeks. Iran dismissed it as an arrogant political ploy. So... And I've heard that number so many times, the 14,000 people arrested in the past nine weeks since the death in custody of that, the Masa Amani. So what are they going to do? Arrest everyone? I mean, obviously everyone doesn't share the same opinion, but it's a lot. It's growing. Yeah. I mean, especially with women and stuff, because they have like barely any rights and freedoms and things like that. So I can imagine the 22-year-old Masa Imani isn't the only woman who has died, like, recently in high-profile ways, you know. No, they're just being told that they died in custody and some were, like, abused and tortured and things like that. So, yeah, obviously people are... That's just... It's disgusting. Isn't it? I just think it's awful. I mean, we all do. It's like, what again, what can you do about it? I think you just have to show your support for the freedoms. I can't believe that wearing a T-shirt saying women, life and freedom mm. is yeah. an offence. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe there are pro-government people as well, like even after. It's always going to be. Mm. Like even, like even I remember watching a documentary about, I can't remember exactly what it was about. Could have been LGBTQ rights or it just could have been women's rights in Australia mm. specifically it was about. And it was showing footage from, the time when the changes were happening and protests and things. And there was women that were voting against the right to vote. Yeah. There's women talking about that, yeah. about their, their places by the, at home and uh, don't need to vote home. and all yeah. this kind of stuff There's always going to be. Mm. Because also people, some people like at the core are very afraid of change. Yes. Because they've got some need to control for whatever reason. That change is very is very scary and unsafe. Yeah. And so that kind of feeds into not changing anything. Mm-hmm. Because if the, everything's the same, they know they know and they can control and they know what's gonna happen if it's to stay the same. Mm-hmm. But what happens if it changes? Yeah. And I think you know, so many times when people who are protested against when they try to make change, they're just like, we're not trying to affect your life. We just want our lives to be able to change. And yet even that is is a threat, you know, to people who probably aren't necessarily like when we're talking about LGBTQ rights, like are not affected by that, like probably would not change their daily life at all. But yet it's a problem for them. If Yeah, because they're scared of the change of the society. And the culture mm, and the exactly. city and how that'll impact them. Scary. But the pro government supporters, mm. probably mostly men. Mm. Although I wouldn't be surprised if there's some women in there as well. 
yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's women in there as well. It's just, it's really good to highlight this because I knew there was thought Iran and Iraq were more pro, what's the word, progressive mm. than the likes of like Afghanistan and the Taliban, but it sounds just as bad to me. Yeah, it does. Indeed. It just sounds on par with all that, mm. except that they're richer countries mm-hmm. and they have trades mm-hmm. yeah. because people want their resources or their money. Yeah. Resources are their money, actually. And so that whole debate around should you go, should you not go, mm. you're supporting their, mm. their regime. I think they should go, but they should also, they also have a responsibility to share their they shouldn't go being, what's the word, being Switzerland. Yeah. If you're going to go, you need to be, say where you stand. Yeah. Because you've got, you're, you've got that opportunity and that ability to give a voice to so many that don't have the voice or a voice or don't have a voice that is as loud. Yeah. But that's just my personal opinion. Whether I would do that, I don't know. I'd probably be too scared of being put in prison or something and keeping yes, my passport. Because did they have – I wonder if all the players or whatever, the people went over, they had to give their passports in. Yeah. Because that's the thing, isn't it? That is the thing in Qatar, most definitely, that certainly people who go there to work have to surrender their passport. So surrender your passport. I so. do not like the idea of surrendering my passport. Yeah, exactly. To anyone. Why would you? I understand. Give me a copy of your passport. Yes. To prove identity or if you Mm. commit a crime, they can identify you, blah, blah, get that. Yeah. But to keep your passport is just totally unnecessary and unjustifiable. Yeah. The only person who gets my passport is my mum because she usually knows where it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's better that way. It's all safer with our mums. But, yeah, no, that is scary so i think it's the good thing is that it's shedding light the world is being they're being viewed by the world Mm. don't know what will change hopefully there will be a lot of change and support for change but Mm. that government's holding on so tight Mm. yeah tight and for everybody who out there who's afraid keeps talking about you know the scary muslims you should all see that most of the people suffering are Muslims in their own countries. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's another aspect. People use this information to demonize the Muslim religion and Muslims people, but yeah. that does not make sense to me. It's absolute rubbish. Because most of the um, extremist Muslim behavior is being carried out in places like Afghanistan and, and Iran and things like that. And it's and the people subjected to those Muslims who are suffering. So yeah, yeah. It's not about the religion; it's about the people manipulating it to their own needs. Absolutely, because Mm. we all live amongst Muslims who practice their religion perfectly fine, perfectly respectfully. And and also, you can go back to Christian religion and say the same thing. Oh yeah, go back through the ages. I can't imagine any religion that doesn't have some sort of blood in their hands. Or abuse, Mm -hmm. discrimination, and all of those things. One thing they all have in common. Yes, they also they have positive and negative things in common, though. Yeah, every yeah, most religions do. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. most of the non-extremist forms of religion always preach love and 
you know, inclusivity. And- so I'm all embracing inclusive religions. That would be my take mm. on it. And I know people might ask you, do you believe in God? Have you ever had that question? Do you believe in God? No, I've had that question. Are you a Hindu? And I'm like, yes, a bad one, but yes. <laughs> but when I was younger, I'd be like, no, I'm not Hindu. I don't really need to be a Hindu. But now I'm, I realise that I do believe in God. And it's and for me, it's more of a comfort thing. Okay. Than cool. a faith thing, you know, like most people, I don't know. I don't know how other people feel, but for them, it's a faith. I believe in God. He'll, I don't know, he'll take me to heaven or whatever the belief is. But mine's just more, if I'm scared, then it just makes me feel better. Cool. I like that. I like that. That brings you comfort. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember when I lost my dog. Oh. <laughs> I was like 15. She, she had gone missing for five days and I prayed so hard. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't call myself Hindu anymore if I'm praying so hard. <laughs> like all, all the gods, any of the gods to like bring my dog. <laughs> any <back>. gods listening. <laughs> yes, oh. exactly. And then I was like, I may as well accept that for myself. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I've always believed in something bigger than myself, mm. bigger purpose that created everything. I think I've said this before. I just don't believe it's that God or that God. Mm. It might be a combination of gods. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it matters. Mm. I think it matters more about how I live in the world with my faith, whether that's spiritual or whatever. That's, and this is, I suppose, what you would call agnostic. I don't know. I just say spiritual, but I have mm. to really get to, to terms with the differences between agnostic and there's what's the other one? Atheist. Atheist, yeah. I, I don't know any other terms. I know there's agnostic and there's atheist. Atheist. Yeah, I'm not sure about the difference between the two. So well, I think agnostic is they're not denying that there's God. They don't okay. necessarily believe. They might believe, but they may not believe but they're not okay. denying, whereas atheists obviously generally like, to be very... Outright denial. Yes, they don't believe okay. much, so, yeah. Cool. Hmm. All right, good to know. Okay, so let's read the story because I really like it. We like to talk about periods, don't we? We do like to talk about periods <laughs> because we are two people who have periods. <laughs> exactly. And two people have having... them more frequently than we want to. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, and I guess it's about the stigma of periods because I remember it as a ch- younger, after I grow up, I'm less so now and I don't know why, but younger and younger, it's like embarrass. It's an embarrassing thing to talk about. Hmm. It's, you can only talk about it with women, not men. And just so, to me, these things are ridiculous. Yeah. But now I just feel like not, I'm still not 100% comfortable. I'll be honest, because that's that those kind of influences are left over. But I'm far more comfortable about talking those things with generally with people or men or whoever. I'm not just going to randomly bring it up on a date just for fun, but you know. <laughs> I don't have a problem talking about those things. But anyway, this story is called Seeing Red. And it's about meeting the activists making periods positive for all. And we know that taboos around menstruation abound, despite it being a natural bodily function. 
experienced by half the population. True. Luckily, activists, not to mention companies and governments, are making bold strides to affect change. So this is not so much a story as about a collection of stories about people affecting change around the taboos of periods. Mm. The periods are as normal as breathing. And yet right now, 500 million women and girls around the world don't have access to the information and products that they need to manage their periods safely, hygienically, and without shame. Hmm. And the shame part is we're made, not we're made, but we have this shame around it. This can affect their health as well as stopping them from going to school or work. In the EU alone, the negative economic impact equates to one hundred billion dollars this is australian dollars or 87 billion pounds each year according to the consultancy firm kearney so i guess that's the economic impact is people not going to work or school which has an impact right thankfully activists businesses and political leaders are pushing for change and their work is producing results We know Scotland recently became the first country in the world to make period products free for all. Spain has approved a draft bill guaranteeing paid menstrual leave. Elsewhere, politicians are using the issue to garner votes. A candidate campaigning for a re-election in Australia has pledged free sanitary products for all should his party win. Ooh, which one was that? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, who was that? I just need to... Was it the shooting party? (laughs) (laughs) it was victorian premier daniel andrews it was him okay and he did it recently on the 12th of november he said pads and tampons will be free if labor wins the victoria state election ah labor of course labor vote labor people (laughs) (laughs) that was his pledge so there you go It's a movement that's being helped by purpose-driven businesses which are putting their shoulders to the wheel to change public discourse. We want to ensure girls and women obtain the right information and knowledge about menstrual health as well as access to quality period products, explains Dunja Kokotovic, global brand manager for Intimina, a Swedish company that produces the Ziggy Cup 2, a reusable menstrual disc which with twice the capacity of an average menstrual cup. Menstrual cups are huge. They're not huge so much in Australia, mm. but they're massive. I mean, I, I have tried them. Yeah. Not successfully, I'll be honest, mm. but I will try again because I feel like there's so many benefits. You don't have to change mm. as often. It's like once a day, depending on your flow. Yeah. You don't waste, you're not wasting, you know, those products, the sanitary products are like not great for the environment. Yeah. But yeah. So it's good for convenience and it's good for the planet. Although the cups themselves are probably made I think the silicon actually so them themselves obviously not the best but they're still better why would why do I not use have you tried them silly question no because I'm more of a pad person than okay one person so I but I do agree that they're probably better for the environment so maybe at some point it would be something to try so I did try so I need to re-challenge myself because I got scared that it couldn't get it out that's why (laughs) 
because I can't get this thing out. Honestly, I thought I was going to have to go to A&E one time. Was like, uh, and then that put me off. But yeah. I'm going to try. I will do it. I will re-challenge that. Maybe the, a newer one, maybe a different one. Anyway. I want to try well, like the 10th generation. Where the 10th like, generation. You know, like you never want to try the first generation because you're just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I might try. Oh, I'll try a new one. Who so the brand. The 10th generation will insert itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is called the Ziggy Cup 2. But anyway. The brand has taken a uniquely irreverent approach to busting taboos. For example, have you considered period colored paint to your living room walls? Okay. I don't think so. Yes, I was going to say. It's just not the color I would go with on my walls. No. Intermina teamed up with the Pantone or Pantone Color Institute to create the shade of red to represent a normalized menstruation. They've also made Period Crunch, a uterus-shaped breakfast cereal (laughs) with a raspberry flavor, (laughs) which is designed to break the silence about periods in our homes. What's more, the company has filmed a documentary, The Menstrual Gap, uncovering the difficulties faced by girls in Kyberia, Kybera, where's Kybera? Mm. I've heard of Kybera. Kenya, oh, here we go. It's in Kenya. <laughs> I used to tell I didn't read this ahead. I'm just reading mm. it now. Kenya's biggest slum when menstruating, and its Wonder Girls guidebook helps tweens to understand the physical and emotional changes they are going through. Mm. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, I just hadn't read this, so that's funny. Period crunch, you to get that cereal. Most courageously, however, are the young feminist activists who are leading the way to, on the ground, to challenge stigmas, gender inequality, and period poverty. And here are six changing the debate and empowering women and girls. So quickly read some of it, what we're we we doing for time here. Yeah. So Amica George, 17, when she began her free period campaign, asking the government to free period products in schools, for free period products in schools. So this is Amica George in the UK. She read an article on the BBC that revealed girls were missing up to a week of school every month because of their periods. After two and a half years, a demonstration in Parliament Square and a legal challenge urging the UK government to comply with its obligations to ensure equal access to education, the government made a commitment to provide free sanitary products in all British schools, colleges, and hospitals. It's great, isn't it? That's amazing. It's amazing. Like, real life changes. You real. Know, someone who tried so hard for so many years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's I so think they should cool. put it in schools. They make it less of a taboo because I actually remember when I started my periods my mm. it was two reasons my mum introduced me to pads and I just didn't like wearing those like I felt like I was wearing a nappy and they mm. were like the old style pads right she didn't at all suggest or recommend I try tampons it was only high school when they showed us what not high school just at that end of primary school beginning of high school so it's like year six year seven yes where they had a description and we knew what how to use it because you know that was pretty good what annoyed me though and it didn't annoy me at the time the boys and the girls get separated 
Mm. And the boy, I don't know, God knows what the boys are talking about. I'd love to be a fly on the wall, but I get the impression that not much went on in that conversation. Whereas the girls get this, I know it's relevant to girls, but I think it's relevant to guys, boys to know what their sisters, their mothers, their girlfriends, their wives, you know. Yeah experience I don't think it's necessary to separate them what you're going to do like you're going to yeah they're going to be traumatized yeah but on top of which they might end up having daughters who need to exactly so they're going to be I'm going to say they're going to be traumatized by hearing the same thing as the girls when it's actually going to happen to the girls and not the boys yeah no and I don't know if it's about maturity yes but even them not going to a talk like that they know about it they're going to be immature about it if they're going to be immature about it right And to be honest, they're probably immature about it because they don't, they're not talked about normally, right? Like, so just, and you know, they don't know little, very little, because I've seen so many YouTube videos and TikToks about girls introducing their boyfriends as to this is a tampon and they're trying to, them trying to figure out how to even use a tampon and then their faces when they, it's just fun. So that's what I mean. These start schools teaching girls and boys about it, not just, and that's what makes, contributes to the whole taboo thing as well. Exactly. because it's like oh you can't you don't need you can't listen to this yes exactly. makes it more of a taboo topic but anyway we yeah. digress so uh free sanitary products in schools yeah so she's won plaudits i don't know what it is from the bill bill and melinda gates foundation and team mm-hmm. vogue she became the youngest person to receive an mbe and has written a book make it happen about how to get involved in politics from the grassroots oh wow beautiful and then we've got Janet Mbugua Mbugua from Kenya Mm. period poverty is so prevalent in Kenya that an estimated 65% of women and girls are unable to afford period products almost half are forced to use alternatives such as rags pieces of mattress and cotton wool horrendous janet is a former news anchor the founder of the inuadada foundation author of my first time which has since evolved into a popular podcast need to follow we need to like and follow by sharing stories about menstruation she wants to remove the stigma and shame around periods in kenya bust prevailing myths and misconceptions and improve access to period products by holding policymakers accountable Evelina Llewellyn from Lebanon. When Lebanon's economy began to crash in 2019, the price of sanitary products skyrocketed. Menstrual pads, the vast majority of which are imported, rose in a cost by almost 500%. To raise awareness of reusable, eco-friendly menstrual products, such as period pants. Yeah, they're reusable, eco-friendly. I don't like that idea, though. Yeah, bleeding into your Yeah. Yeah, it's just so uncomfortable. It'd be like, for me, it'd be like wetting yourself and wearing them. Yeah. It's just uncomfortable. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And menstrual cups. Yeah. So reusable. British French film director, Evelina Llewellyn. Oh, she's a British French film director mm-hmm. from Lebanon. Created a two-month period poverty festival called Jayetna, which kicked off in July 2021. A white truck was adorned with images of blood-stained underwear hanging off laundry lines drove across the country distributing period products it gets attention for sure 100 i'm impressed by the aggressiveness of it (laughs) 
At each of the 25 stops, there was also a screening of Llewellyn's documentary, which explored the different ways period poverty impacts Lebanese women. And we've talked about period poverty before, but I hadn't realised how hmm. massive it was in hmm. countries, in developed countries. Yeah. So imagine yeah. what it's like in developing countries. Nad- Nadia Okamato in the US, she was just 16 and a high school student in Portland, Oregon, when she co-founded Period. Since then, it's grown to an organization with hundreds of volunteers around the world distributing millions of menstrual products to people in need for free. In 2018, while studying at Harvard, she wrote Period Power, a manifesto for the menstrual movement, where she champions the need to stop silencing those who bleed. Akamato is similarly open in open on TikTok, posting videos to a 4 million strong audience showing a tampon string sticking out of her underwear or of herself sitting on the toilet while changing a pad. Let's call out any form of period stigma we come across and seek to educate and empower people. Adita Gupta, India. So an estimated 71% of girls in India don't know what menstruation is until they get their first period. Oh, God, that's shocking. And one in five subsequently drop out of school. Mm. Imagine how scary that would be. Yeah, exactly. That would be terrifying. Yeah, to bleed and not know that it's supposed to be normal, you know. In a TED Talk, which has been watched more than 1.8 million times, I have to look at that, Gupta talks about her own experience of using rags, that she had to wash, reuse, and hide while menstruating. The experience inspired her to start Menstrupedia, a social enterprise that uses storytelling and comic books to educate girls about periods in an informative but fun way. More than 11,000 schools in India now use the comic books, which are available in 20 languages and 23 countries. Gupta's goal is to create a future where menstruation is not a shameful but a welcome change. And then we've got one more person. Candice Cherwa in South Africa, known as the Minister of Menstruation. Candica Cherwa is an activist and academic from South Africa who works to bring menstrual and sex education to young women and men in poem. She runs workshops in schools with a non-profit organization, Curate, which aims to enhance critical thinking about social issues in young people. She's also the author of Flow, the book about menstruation. In an interview with Global Citizen about her work, she says the key to ending period is conversation. The one thing we can do is talk, is talk openly about our periods, not to surround our or associate periods with secrecy or embarrassment, but to actually embrace it as a normal biological function. Let's call out any form of period stigma when we come across and seek to educate and empower people about periods in a positive way. Absolutely. Mm. And I was just thinking, what can they do about it to make it less of a taboo and less of an issue? And I'm thinking even workplaces could have free sanitary products in their, yeah. in their bathrooms. I think they should. Every woman knows. Sometimes it is a surprise when you get it. Actually, it happened to me at work. I remember I had to keep some in my drawer just in case at work. But, yeah, I have been caught. Oh, you've got to go and ask a friend. Yeah, absolutely. But they might not use the type that you need. So you should have them at work. Yeah. And I think there might be, depending on what ethnic background you have, there might be some stigma attached to 
like the use of tampons as opposed to the use of pads totally you know, like so for my I imagine for most Fijian Indian Indian girls you know you wouldn't even be given the option of tampons you know just because it's it would consider be considered not right to be using tampons before you're married so what's yeah. the not right part is it just because it goes inside you yeah basically okay. I that's where it is uh, yeah. and I don't think people do it as a malicious way or anything it's just not an option that's floated you know yeah therefore they probably wouldn't use the menstrual try the menstrual cup either you know because it goes inside you so it's interesting isn't it I just find that all that fascinating I get it and I don't because it's not a sexual no but you know most things don't need to be a sexual thing for them to be turned into something like that you know and actually I asked my mum I remember when I started my period I asked my mum about it tampons why she because she used them why yeah. I couldn't use them. And she said, only when you've had a baby can you do you use these? Yes. Well, That's yes. what she told me. Of misinformation, obviously, that she'd been told as well. Exactly. Right? Yeah, totally. And some women are so young. But to be to not even know what it is and then it just happened must be terrifying. That's so many things there. There's the whole taboo and shame and embarrassment around having period. There's a whole lack of access because economic reasons or whatever. Then there's also maybe, I don't know, cultural or religious element to what's acceptable and what isn't. And we talked about before, we talked about the whole, you know, you've got your unclean and these kind of messaging. Yes, absolutely. Especially when it's associated with something that people, most cultures is revered, which is having a baby. You know? it's, it, it just does not make sense. I was just going to say, it's a beautiful miracle where it allows you to reproduce and have children. Yeah, create. And yet, child. and then create life. So on the one hand, it's unclean, ooh, dirty, shame, don't talk about it. But it, it enables you to do this beautiful thing. It's mm. just insane when you think about it, right? And, and most contrasting women's lives, you know. Like that you go from one extreme to the other, you know, like your body is a such like crazy mm. uh, talked about topic that, yeah. I just think it's mad. And, so, uh, yeah. and I can only, and I'm only going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that in my opinion, it's man that have put this, put us in this situation because there's other bodily functions that we're not, that are shameful, like pooing and weeing, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Maybe pooing's got more of a, an edge to it that people don't like to talk about and can be shamed about. But we all do that. Yeah. The difference is not everyone has a period. It's just women. Yes. So I can't help but think that's related. (laughs) Anyway, good conversation. Thanks. Mm. Yeah. So my only invitation to workplaces is to put the free free products in your toilets, in your bathrooms. And to workplaces who support the homeless. In Australia, it has been talked about that women who are homeless also don't have access to period sanitary products. Exactly. It's not just countries underdeveloped that we're hearing. It's happening right on your doorstep in the UK, Hmm. in Australia, and probably in America. I don't know, but probably. Yes. Mm. Okay. All right. (laughs) need to go. Okay. In what? would you wear what would you do mean all you ready yes as always as always yes
what it's time for I feel like we need a jingle it's time for what would you do okay sing it sing it okay so you over here co-worker confuse the names of the only two Asian women in your company the only two Indian women in your company or the only two black women in your company I think the interchangeable you, you know where we're going with this right Yes, indeed. So I do have to confess I've done this. And recently. And they did happen to be Asian and they're lovely. And they start anew. They happen to sit next to each other and both their names start with C. And okay. <laughs> it is my personal hell. <laughs> You're not great with names at the best and time. Just oh my God. And to have them both start with C. I'm just like, oh, shit. You know. What are the names? See, now I can't say it. but uh, it's, Can you remember, yeah. though? See, again, I don't admire it, you know, because like, I'm just, oh, I'm terrible with names as it is. Like, I call random. I kept calling one of the new, you know, assistants, like Elaine. That is not her name. Elaine is not her name, but I keep calling her Elaine. And I'm just like, what is wrong with me? So yeah, so I've done this, and they they are both, <laughs> and they're both names start with C. But for me, it comes from a genuine like, I'm just terrible with names. But in general, yes, I'm general. But if it I, could have been I, if there were two new people and they were both ang, you know, ang, yeah. white Caucasian, yes. and they both names began with C, you'd have the same yes. problem. Oh yeah, because I've confused the new guy's name who's white. As well, like I've called him random names with D. It starts with D, but I've called him a completely different name. And people are like, who are you talking about? I'm like, the new guy. They're like, that's not his name. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I will do it. I will have my, you know, my staff standing there and I'm like, I will send you the email now. And I start and I'm just like, and then I'll be like, what is she waiting for? I'm like, what is their name? <laughs> it's starting. So, but anyway, if I did notice somebody do that, I would probably catch it, crack a joke because I do that myself. I'd be like, ah, but I, I don't know if I'd focus on the Asian thing or, you know, the Indian thing. But I anyway. get it. You do that. It's different. I think your situation is unique, as in not unique because maybe there's other people, but you're terrible names regardless of their race. <laughs> yes, exactly. I am equal opportunity offender. You're inclusive of getting their names wrong. <laughs> no, ma- no matter what's your race or gender, I'm probably going to get your name wrong. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. <sighs> oh, I'll, I'll talk about why it matters. Okay. Mm. So this mistake could diminish. Uh, you did say that. you. I do it. Yeah. Oh, totally. I've done it. And I would say I've done it in this context. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I've totally done it myself. I'm, I'll put my hands up and say, I have done this. And this is why it matters. Yeah. Because it diminishes the woman's value. Really, if you don't remember somebody's name, especially in professional, that's somebody you come across a lot, it does, it's like you're not, you're not worth me remembering your name. Yeah. Whether you intend that or not, that's the message you're sending. Yes. Okay. So that aside, and I kick myself because I do it like all these people I meet in the dog park. It's the same yeah. dog park. I remember the dog's names, but I don't remember <laughs> the owner's names. Now that's clear messaging from you. It's like, remember the dog's know. names. It's like, oh, that's Wilson. I have no idea what is. Per- I would have asked at one point, 
But do you know what it is as well? It's because they're always calling your dog's name. <laughs> it's repeated, repeated. You know, I'm saying, Hendy, Hendy, I'm always shouting his name. Mm. And the same as other people. So you remember their dog's, their dog's name. You don't remember their names. <laughs> so interesting. But anyway, I digress. Why it matters. In this context, where I guess we're talking about, you generally don't struggle to remember people's names, people in your team who you work with every day. But when it comes to the only two people, they're the minority, whether it's Black or Asian, whatever, you just get them confused. That's the kind of context we're talking here, right? Sure. So this mistake could diminish the woman's value in the eyes of those who hear it. So the people that heard you getting their names mixed up, other people, whether they realize it or not, will diminish the value of those women. And it can signal disrespect for the Asian women or the black women at the company because consciously or unconsciously, and I talk about unconsciously a lot because you're not aware of why you're doing it, but it's a behavior you're doing. Yeah. And it's a form of stereotyping and it can make the woman feel that their names are not considered worth learning or that they are viewed as interchangeable. Mm. And it's that whole thing, oh, we all look the same. Yes. Um, <laughs> I've had that and I've had that personally yeah. where somebody's confused me with somebody I personally think looks completely different. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we've got similar skin color or similar hairstyle, like natural hair. But I really do believe we look different. I don't understand how you can get us confused. Yeah. But anyway, I've had that. I've had that. It's not nice. No. I'll just say it's not nice. So what you could do is you can correct the mistake in the moment. So you're hearing this and you correct it in the moment. You could be like me and make a joke going, ah, I do that all the time. Yeah. I don't know if that's what you would say. You could say you're confusing Maya, so it's Maya, with Alicia. Yeah. They're very different. You should get to know them. I think that's kind of, I feel like that's a bit passive aggressive, mm. that comment. That's a suggestion, but I feel like it's passive aggressive. I feel like a correction, yeah, is warranted. Yes. Absolutely. And maybe don't try to judge too much the person who's made the mistake. Yeah, exactly. Just correct them. Yeah. And maybe talk to them afterwards because help it, what might help them to remember is knowing how it can impact someone else. But if they don't understand that's how it might impact someone else, then they'll mm. probably just repeat what mm. they're doing. But to at least give them a reason, a bigger reason. Yeah to do whatever they might need to do to help remember the names, I think is important to have a conversation after. But I feel like this, pointing it out, yes, but saying they're very different, you should get to know them. I think that's a bit passive aggressive, really. If that doesn't work and your coworker continues to confuse them, you might need to talk to your manager, explain why it matters and suggest that someone speak to to them about trying harder to get this right. Yeah. I guess it depends who they are. Yeah. If you're not comfortable talking to them, maybe, yeah, go and talk to your manager. That's a good idea. And then it says, decades of research show that people often find it harder to differentiate between people of another race than people of their own race. And that's normal and it's just how it is. So it might need to make an extra effort because I've done it. I've done that myself. Oh, absolutely. As someone who started watching Korean drama, I used to have a lot of trouble differentiating all the characters and the names. It was, oh, my God. But now. <laughs> you got like, used to it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When you first right. started. To- and they have a term for this. They call it own race bias. Oh, my God. Own race bias. So you're biased about people in the same race. As in, I can't tell the difference. 
So I was going to get their names mixed. Own race bias. And research also suggests that people are less likely to remember employees with less power. Oh. And black women or Asian women and people of color generally oh. are less likely to be viewed as powerful in their organizations unless they're the, C- the CEO or the GM. Oh, very businessy thing, but that's weird. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. Interesting. So let's think about it. If somebody, people are forgetting that person's name, Mm. like it's subconsciously or unconsciously they're just lower down in the pic it just it's just it makes sense yeah, it could be. whether you consciously aware of that or not mm. but I if think. you're going to remember the manager that manager's name you're going to remember the gm's name you're going to remember the powerful people in your company you're going to remember their name i get them all confused but yes I don't know. <laughs> except for me no because she doesn't and i'm just like she know. can't remember who her head of department is. So yeah. there you go. Amina's got a special condition. <laughs> they should call it something. They should name it. They should name it. There should be a term for that. Yeah, so I can identify as it and be like, this is my excuse. Yeah, this is my excuse. Exactly. <laughs> I do have a suggestion for you, though, because I remember when I joined the company I used to work at, mm. say, and there was you know I see so many faces and it didn't work with everyone you don't work with everyone that you see in the building so you don't know who they are but you want to be like hi hi you want to like know names so and what was really great at the time is they had on the internet for every department had a photograph and it was just your id photograph with your name so you could go and look them up Mm. used to be able to do that but then they changed the system to workday and if you don't put your picture in there and you didn't have to mm. so you couldn't look up somebody in workday unless you knew the name and yeah. it wasn't by department or anything so yeah. I could go in go to I don't know that department see everybody's faces and the names and that was great because it was a good way to learn names so for me I would just say if it's important to you to remember names especially people that work with you regularly picture name somewhere no. no, for me, I don't, it's not even about the fact that I don't know their names. I do know most people's names, but I will, when I'm stressed or whatever, I will switch their names out. It's something like, if it's like Helen, I will call them Heather. If it's like, you know, like, it's just, it's something. Yeah. 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 They just need to correct you. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, just, I don't you know. Just, what that's is. what you should start with all you, your people or other people. When you meet them, it's just like, hi, yeah, I've got your name. Brilliant. Yeah. Just to let you know, I may yeah. get your name wrong from time to time. Please correct me if I do that. I do that now every time I get a new team member and I have to bring them around the office and introduce them to 50 people. I tell them, just so you know, I'm going to confuse names. Everybody finds it comical now. Like, because I go out and I, you can see the stress on my face because these are people I work with every day. And I'm like, right. And I start, I would get at least one name wrong. So, and my own team, like I do this with everyone I see. So, Mina's got a special condition. If everybody knows the name of it, let us know. Exactly. Yes. Two, yeah. two, please. That would be very helpful. It would. Cool. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so, so, that's it. So, look mm. up for today. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I was pretty happy with that one. Mm. Yes, yeah, I think so. Yes. So, until the next time. Until the next time. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
We hope you have as much fun with us today as we did. If what you heard resonated with you, don't forget to show the love and like our YouTube channel, All One with Tracy G. Give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform is lucky enough to have this episode because they rock too. Feel free to email us stories or questions at alloneinclusive at gmail.com and sign up for my newsletter if updating yourself about everything which goes down sounds like something right up your alley at tracygandu.com. Until the next time, see ya!